Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Small Seed Big Impact Podcast. We hope these episodes plant seeds that inspire big impacts in your life. Shane and I are your hosts. Don't hesitate to reach out to us on social media and let us know what you thought of this week's episode. All right, y'all, enjoy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode. This week, we are going to be talking about... Go. <laughs> Shane's trying to film me right now. It's making me feel really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> We're going to get used to it because our podcast will be filmed in the future. I know, but not with like the camera be... right in my face. Yeah, it will be right in your face. No, it's not. There'll be stationary cameras. Yeah. There won't I be would like rather... someone like, zooming in on you. <laughs> yeah, like, I'd rather be like one dun, camera. Dun, dun. But we need some BTS. I know. No, that's fine. You can you, do that. You are marketing C... What? Marketing officer... CMO, ECMO. Suck at getting BTS. Chief Marketing Officer. Chief I'm actually CEO slash CMO slash CBO slash SB. Small seed biatch. Yep. Small seed snacks biatch. SS. That's actually my role. I'm small seed. Yeah, you are small seed slave. You are. Sorry, let me just get this behind the scenes no, on this, your intro. This week we're going to be talking about showing up for yourself and why it's important that you need to show up for yourself so that you can show up for others. This has definitely been like a topic that I feel like a lot of people are kind of talking about and starting to realize how important, like I hate using the word self-care, but like self-care is and like self-love is. And why do you hate the word self-care? I feel like those people are like... <sighs> Treat yourself. Eat a whole cake. Like self-care. Oh my god, that is like, not self-care. That is self-sabotage. Yeah. I'm like, that's like not what. No, the people are like, I'm gonna treat myself to a pizza, <laughs> and I'm like, you're gonna treat yourself to a heart disease. What are you doing? Like, why would you? Why would you give yourself a gift that hurts you? Yeah. So that's why I'm like, it's just. I, I I'm talking about self-care in like a positive way. That's like. Real, like actually caring. Yeah, yourself. yeah. Actually taking care of yourself, like physically. Emotionally, spiritually. Not feeding your pleasures. I'm like, wow, I did. I haven't done drugs in three months. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go <laughs> snort some heroin right now. That's Shoot, great. You can snort heroin. Of course you can. You can. Probably. <laughs> I'm sure. I thought you I'm shoot sure it burns. People do shoot heroin because it has a, a deeper, longer-lasting effect. But you can still snort heroin. That's pretty. I thought you were gonna say snort coke, but you just I, went to the I most. Think, well, yeah, that's because I figured. Well, because that's what I feel like. Like junk food or fast food or like stuff like pizza is it's not cocaine that's like it's basic co- sugar like, like sugar is doesn't isn't there like a correlation between like how sugar affects our body is the same way that like cocaine affects our body or our brain or something like that it like triggers the same like part of our brain oh for addiction yeah yes so yeah. it's like the feeling that we get from it's eating a, sugar the dopamine hits. yeah yeah and yeah. the feeling that we get from doing coke is like the same that's why that's why sugar is so addictive almost all yeah almost all addictions are the same but yeah it's not coke i'm pretty sure it's crack or heroin oh cocaine's not as addicting as no heroin is dairy oh. dairy and oh, yeah. heroin are the same but i think it's like coke and sugar are like the, that, that same yeah like that same like yeah happy dairy <laughs> we were just, just going on a rant before we came on, we came on about on. dairy and just like how awful it is. 
But we won't get into it. Dumb people still think it's healthy. Yeah. Blows my mind. Let's not get into that right now. All right. Because I'll offend you. (laughs) You'll make some people (laughs) cry. I straight up will just make people cry. (laughs) Or hate me. Or both. You can hate me and cry. I think people already cry and hate you. For sure. I got like 10. I got like 10 people that like me and everyone else doesn't. But they all respect me, nonetheless. That's all that matters. Now, I didn't say I had 10 friends. I said I had 10 people that like me. It's different. One friend. Do I? See? I'm your friend. All right. I'm kind of forced to be your friend, though. I know. I don't consider... I can't, like... I I was like, you and Opal, but that doesn't really count. (laughs) We have to be here. You're legally bound, (laughs) and Opal's biologically kind of bound until she's 18. (laughs) She's like, (laughs) you're my dad. she can choose. Sonny is my friend, but he's a slave, so... (laughs) Sonny is your friend. Uh, So hard. Well... If you want to be my friend, too bad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't got time. I don't have time for that. (laughs) That's how you have no friends, really. I know. Anyway. Guys, I am putting together anybody who's in Raleigh. (laughs) Anyone who's in the triangle. Yeah, actually in the whole triangle. Anyone who wants to fly to North Carolina. Anybody who wants to come into North Carolina... So, one of my goals for this year was to, like, get more involved in the community. Sorry, this is going so outside. I don't know why. It's <laughs> kind of taking care of yourself. I don't this even is like showing up for others. Yeah, yeah. And well, showing up for yourself so that, like... Well, actually, I'll backtrack it before you say that. You are capable of doing it now because the last three months we've been so focused on becoming the best versions of ourselves that we can start doing the shit that we want to do. Yeah. So, and because it's now been a good 90 days track record of, like... Actually doing what Actually, we say uh, we're going to yeah, do. Applying and, more yeah. action of the things that you value and want that you can put this project together. Yeah. So one of my like goals, and I actually wanted to do this last year, but I'm such a baby when it comes to like, I always do things outside of my comfort zone, but it takes me like a second to force myself, like to push myself outside my comfort zone because I feel like, I mean, it's kind of everyone. But, like, I do love doing things outside my comfort zone because then I'm like, oh, actually, it's like a high, you know? It's like, oh, that's like, after, like when you're kind of in it and then after you do it, you're like, oh, I'm so proud of myself. I did it. Like, and then nothing crazy happened. <laughs> we should we but, should clarify. It's like, some, some people are like, so, I just want to clarify that just because you don't want to do something doesn't mean it's not, it's not, like, a comfort zone restriction. So, like, let's say you just don't, like, let's say... Like, you're like, I don't want to jump out of airplane. I don't like, I don't like the thought of that. It sounds like you should do it because you're clearly like, it's out of your comfort zone. Afraid of heights, yeah. Or no, they're assuming you're afraid of it. Oh, okay, yeah. And they're like, no, I just don't like it. Like, that's not something I would like to do. Yeah. Like, it doesn't intrigue you. But I think from an alternative perspective, people would be like, you should jump out of a plane because you're afraid of it. Yeah, I'm like, there's a huge difference. Comfort zone is something you're like, ooh, I like want to dive into this or I should but do it. Or like, it's like, you know, like I need to be out in like a social setting more often and you're like a recluse, but. Or um, no, I feel like stepping outside of your comfort zone is when you get that feeling in like your gut, like in your stomach. It's like the butterflies, like that nervous, excited, like butterflies, like the thought of doing it, like gives you that like nervous excitement. And like, if you just don't want to do something, you don't get that. You're just like, I'm like, just not interested in doing that. And you don't have like, you don't have positive or negative feeling towards it. You're just like, like jumping out of an airplane. Like maybe you just, that's never something I've wanted to do. Not because I'm afraid of heights or anything, but like. Right. It's either got to be something that you want to do, think you should do, or know you should do because it's good for you. Yeah. So yeah. But. Stepping outside of my comfort zone is, like, put... So, basically, what I'm doing is I want to put together this, like, meetup of other 
awesome women in <laughs> the triangle. I know. So Shane wants me to do one. Shane's like hates that I'm like sexist. I don't know. I don't hate that you're sexist. <laughs> I don't like when anyone is only focused on one type of individual. It makes me very upset. So I'm gonna try to put together this women's group one. Always feminist. And then though. and then if that goes well, my plan is to then put together another group that's like men and women. So just like and basically the goal of it is my goal for this year was to get more involved in the community, to meet more people, meet more business owners, like face-to-face, not just over, like, Instagram, because I do talk to a lot of people who own businesses and, like, on, like, the side of from small seed to them as, like, a business conversation. But I really want to, like, have those personal connections because I feel like it's good to, ha- like, surround yourself with those people, but I also feel like it'll be really helpful. I don't know, like, say somebody at the group needs a photographer and there's like a photographer there it's like oh perfect you can link up get each other's like information two different scales but my whole goal is to not have it be like salesy like people going there and fucking pitching each other like i just want us to all be friends rally around each other like get excited about each other and if we need like know obviously what everybody does and like say there's someone else there who's also like a c in cpg like maybe they could be like helping me on questions i have or i can help them on questions they have that type of thing versus like there are many mind shares. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then, but, but a friendship out of it. Like, my goal is to have a friendship that's not too needy. But all <laughs> like, real, friends I meet I up once all, a month. I think all real mind shares are friends. Like, all the people who host them are friends. The people who buy in to come in are not friends. But, like, the people, like, let's say there's probably 12 or 15 that orchestrate, run them, or quote-unquote, like, sponsor them. Those people are friends, and they all share ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, and they all, like, they'll, t- like, it's Tuesday... And they have a random question and they can text you and it's okay. Versus like the people who buy in literally just go in and kind of like pay for a product to hear you all talk. Yeah, about yeah. It. It's different. So yeah, I but don't anyway, want to, yeah. But but I was going wanna... to say, it's, it's a different scale. So it's good to have those people here, which is what you're working on now. But we also have like a national scale because of social media. Yeah, which is super nice. And it would be great if I could just, like, meet, if I could do, like, maybe one day I will do a mind share where people can fly in. We can all meet in person. But right now I'm just starting locally because the thought of planning an event, like, gives me anxiety. I'm not a planner. I don't know. Like, I'm like, do I need to, like, plan? Like, do I plan? things? Like, Shane was like, do you have an itinerary? Like, what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know. Just planning on, like, meeting up. I'm a planner, guys. That's me. And, like, even, like, our wedding. Like, I didn't really plan it at all. Like, I was like, okay, I want the flowers to be white and green. Like, this is the color. And that's, like, that was, like, all. people in place to plan it. That's different. Like, that was a smart move. Yeah. So when you make your but big one, you have the idea and you get a really good plan. I'm talking about now, though. Even oh, on this yeah, very yeah. small scale. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Do I have an itinerary? No. Should, do, am I supposed you. to have an itinerary? Like, I don't know. Like, do I go there and just say, like, what's up? Or, like, but thankfully, a couple of the people who are going to be coming are people I already know. So I feel like that'll make me more comfortable Pretty than solid. just showing up like, yeah. Like, what up, new peeps? Walking. I don't know what I'm doing. Hey. <laughs> like, you're the one that put this together? What's happening? I don't know. <laughs> Startup, <clears throat> but yeah, it's fun. Yeah, so I think that that'll be cool. But yeah. I don't even know why I was talking about that. Oh yeah, that kind of does wrap into like showing up for yourself of because it's something you want to do. Yeah, it's, it's something ambition. I've been wanting to do. I like really want to meet and get involved with more like women business owners in our area and business owners in general. But like really like supporting other women in the area. No, you need that. You need to surround yourself with 
entrepreneur spirit if you are an entrepreneur because lame motherfuckers get you down. Yeah. I feel like it's just nice to have conversations with other entrepreneurs. Like I, they I have, can they have, have big, they have big visions. Like they get excited and they can like see things that are just like, they don't typically entrepreneurs will never look at a negative aspect. Well, it's not only that. It's also like you're passionate about this, like this very similar thing. Like, you both, like, vibe off of each other. Like, you know, yeah. like, even, like, with friends. Like, obviously, you have things in common with your friends that you can both, like, talk about and get, like, really bullshit. excited about. But, like, or, yeah, or maybe it's bullshit fucking drama. Most maybe that's what you bullshit. get excited about. But, I'm, no, but, like, but I'm saying, even if it's something you guys, like, share in common, you're like, it's usually, like, doesn't, not, like, a big enough, like, I don't know. Like, the gym. People think that I love the gym. So, people who are my, quote, unquote, friends, like, talking about the gym. I'm like, I don't fucking like talking about the gym. <laughs> that shit doesn't excite me at all. Yeah. Like, that's just something I do to make myself better. It's not like, but anyway, that's what I meant by it. it's like bull, it's like typical like bullshit. Yeah, or it's like yeah, something that you things do. that don't have much meaning. Exactly. Is what I meant by bullshit. But with other entrepreneurs, it's like you're kind of both in the same headspace. So right. you guys are just like throwing ideas out there, vibing off each other, being like, "This is what I'm doing right now," and then they can kind of throw something and be like, "Oh, have you thought about doing this?" Like, and it's just or like even a just really someone fun telling their story, and you're like, and then like other people listening are like, "Oh, I can take this aspect." And apply it to mine. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I listen to entrepreneur podcasts. Because I just hear other people talk about it. And I'm like, oh, how can I, like, warp this to fit what I need right now? Yeah, I also it's love inspiring. hearing other... Yeah, I was going to say, that's the other thing. is It is inspiring. Because I love hearing, like, the hardships that they've gone through. How they've overcome certain things. What, especially with, like, just because... I know I keep saying this, but just because we're in consumer packaged goods. Like, those are my favorite ones to listen to. Because I'm like, oh, how did you land your first big account? Like, who was it? Like, what did you do to get there? Because, you know, they all share that. They're like, I just harass a shove. Or like, whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's like, and then it's like, oh, yeah. Or, like, Trader Joe's picked me up. Or whatever it is. And it's like, that's what got them to that next spot. And that's kind of, like, where we are right now. Working with, like, our distributor. And we're at a pivot. We're at a pivot point. Yeah, we're at, like, a very pivotal moment in our business. And it's like, I like to take all of that in to be like, okay, how can I apply this to my own business? And how can I put it out there into the universe so that, like, the same way it worked for them, it can work for me in my specific way for my specific product. I'm excited for your group. Yeah, I think it will be fun. Hopefully, well, I can put it together. <laughs> you'll put it together. I'll help you plan it if you can. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll plan it, but I just, yeah. I hate, I just hate, I'm so like go with the flow, like free spirited that like, that's why I don't like planning things, which this is one of my biggest down, this is going to be one of my biggest problems as a boss. It is going to be one of your best hurdles you'll overcome. Yeah. Period. It is. No, I'm going to have to overcome it. Like, that's not, I can't go through business or go, like, be a leader of, like, a large group of people and be like, yeah, like, whatever. It's good. Like, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. That that thing that we need next Monday, you can get it to me yeah, whatever exactly. you want. It's fine. <laughs> or, like, be trying to have, like, 50 different ideas, like, out there. I'm just, like, I feel like You're I have such a creative mind. Right. Yeah, well, that my why, mind is that's not. That's why you have me. I'm an executioner. I kill people. Yeah, Shane is like very strategic and like and like thought out and planned out and has like graphs and like all this stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, my like 50 sticky notes are like somewhere in like that board that has like a happy race. I do a lot of that too, but I think I I have a very unique skill of like somehow compiling it all in my mind. You also like usually put it into like. Apply. Can, <laughs> like you put it onto a graph like if it's like something can, like, you're like putting it on yeah, a graph can, or you're like putting it in an it Excel out. sheet yeah exactly like yeah. and obviously it's different because my side's like 
a little bit more of like the creative side. So that's, it's not harder to do, but like, I'm just saying it's harder because it's me. It's harder to do versus you is like, okay, these are the numbers. We want to run a promo. This is how we could run it. How much can we like offer up this, that, and like, so that's a little bit more like black and white. Create things out of nothing. Like literally, I, that's why. I, that's why. I, like when we used to talk about it, I'm like, I'm not. A, I could never be like a solo entrepreneur because I don't create things out of nothing. I just find ways to make things better. Yeah. Like I could, but I could never just like imagine something. Never. I could never think of our like our package design. Could never done that. But you're getting like way more creative, like as we grow and I'm grow. I'm just making what we do better because that's. What but I, I feel do. like you're also getting creative. Like you're having ideas as far as like marketing goes. Uh, you know, yeah. you had that video idea that was really funny. I know. So, like, you are getting more creative, whether was, it's what you're taking in or... I think that or... was inspiration for Montana. I think when I was in Montana, the biggest, my biggest takeaway was the fact that I don't tell my story enough. My side of the small seed story enough. And then that has caused me, like, to just, like, overthink everything. And that's where, like, the marketing ideas come into play. Of, like, how I vision small seed. I think for a long time, I, like, blocked, I, like, purposely stopped that because I was, like, small seed's hollies. And I'm here to, like do my, 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 like, production side of it. Like, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Operations and production. And then, because everyone in Montana thought it was my company, <laughs> they were asking me all these questions, and I, like, couldn't even answer them because I never think about it. And then I was like, well, here's the fucking problem that I don't, like, I don't... I feel like I could contribute, even though I thought it wasn't mine to contribute. I'm like, now I'm like, oh, I could contribute. And then you always tell me that I have a better story and I need to be the face anyway, so you need to tell my stories. I know. Well, I was like, because you have a really good story that got you to this place. Which is funny. And I feel like it could connect with a a lot of different people on a lot of different levels, like at each stage of life, like wherever you were, you know what I mean? let's just be honest. I love being famous, so... Yeah, she loves doesn't. the attention, and I'm just like... Like, I, I think I... Th- you know what I think it is? I think... Like, I used to... I don't know, because I always had this debate myself. Like, I don't know if I like attention. You do. Correct. But I only <laughs> like it. But, like... But I don't think I like it in, like... People, like, think I'm narcissistic, but I'm really not, because I'm, like... I'm very, like, insecure and more humble, but I, I thrive off, like, the thought of being in the spotlight. Because it's approval. And think... Yes. Because it's, yeah, you know. because if you're insecure, you're seeking <laughs> approval. Right. Well, I was, I was also going to say, I like I like being in the spotlight and having, like, all the pressure on me. Because in my mind, I think everyone wants me to fail. And I'm like, I got to fucking win. But without without being in public, I don't, I'll don't. i never have that feeling. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a weird thing. I don't I do not do it thinking, like, I'm the shit. I'm doing it, like, because I, I feel like everyone thinks I'm not the shit. And I got to be the shit to do it. It's like a, it's a very self-destructive cycle. But it, <laughs> it drives me. Like, I think that's why I actually like attention and fame. The same reason I, like, I perform 150% better when we go to public gyms than I'll ever perform in our garage. Because I think everyone's looking at me and they hate me. <laughs> like, literally. And I'm like, oh, yeah, watch this. And I'm I'll, like, literally, and I do ridiculous things. And no one cares. Yeah, I, just, I, I, do it in my, I do it in my own head. But it's very That kind of wraps into our, we kind of got a little bit off topic, but that kind of wraps nah, into our, <laughs> it's part of our flow. That's what we do. That, that kind of wraps back into, like, what we wanted to talk about tonight. Because it's like, like how we were saying, like that. Well, I feel like part of like showing up for yourself is how you talk to yourself and why you talk to yourself that way. And for you, what is your self dialogue? I was about to say, I have a very hard time talking about that because I am aggressive. I'm like very aggressive inwardly. Wait, like people think I'm an aggressive like in my posts and outwardly. That's like a tenth of how I actually am towards myself. 
And then you'll hear all these people talking about like, you have to have positive self-talk. You got to like reinforce how you feel, blah, 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 blah. And then like, and they think like everything else is bad. And I'm like, no, if I tell myself like I'm good, I get fucking lazy. Like that does not drive me or make me happy at all. I need like, when I talk to myself, everything is not enough, which is very, I don't know. I don't know. I always get like, I feel, I feel like because I listen to other people talking about it, I feel like what I would do is wrong. But if I ever do anything other than that, I lose my drive. Yeah. Well, I feel like the way we talk to ourselves is very personal and it's different for everyone. Like our self-dialogue. And yeah, there is good self-dialogue and bad self-dialogue, of course. But like, I don't tell myself, What motivates like, you... The way that you speak to yourself that motivates you is going to be different for each individual person. Right. I'm not... I don't put myself down. I'm not like, you're a piece of shit and you're never going to be anything. I, I mean, I, I definitely say, like, you're being a lazy piece of shit. Yeah, but, but, but that... That's different than being like, you're never going to be anything. That's like... No, that, yeah. I, that is being like... That's being aware that you are lazy. Like, only you know how much you're putting in. Like, mm-hmm. I always know when I'm not getting 100%. And then... And literally, only you, right. the person, is going to know that. Because from the outside, it could look like you're putting in 100%, but you ultimately know you're only putting yeah. in 70%. Like people, like, people now, and just not to be like... I'm not... I personally love working all the time. I think you should... I think that's, like, one way to be massively successful. Um... So I'm not bashing anybody who doesn't work a lot, and that's not their thing. But like, even now, people are like, "You're like people." People comment me like, "All you do is work. You work all the time. Like you, you barely sleep." And I'm like, honestly, I'm probably at like 60% of what I am capable of doing, because I've literally I've done it before. But I'm just like, I forgot what made me just talk about that. Whatever you just said. <laughs> was it? Was it going to be? A, uh, no, no it's like oh, because from do- the outside, people are like, "Wow, you do so much," and I'm like, literally, there's times where I'm just like. I need more. Like, I just need to, like, max it. And, like, and Holly's giving me more of her thing so I can do more. And if I do anything less than, like, if I do anything less than 90, I'm miserable. And that's what often what happens. And then I'll get in a rut and then I'm stuck in misery. Yeah. And there are definitely people who thrive on working. Like, there are people who need work and can never not work. Like, downtime like, ruins me. Like, today. Like, I was like, go, go, go. But then as soon as, like, you came back and I sat down, I'm like, I'm fucking tired. Like, well, you hung out with Opal all day. No, I know, but I meant like, but that would always happen. Like, I could work for 20, I could work for 20 to 26 hours, but as long as I don't stop, I'll never feel tired mentally. Oh, no, I'm the same. I can't, if I have to go, go, I, mean, go as as I, stop, I cannot sit down, like, God. and I know that about myself, too. I'm like, if I need to, like, keep going, I literally cannot sit down. People like, are, I can't. Those people are like, I just need break. 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, no, motherfucker, you need to pull yourself together and push through. Well, Those I'm not going to lie, in college I loved, like, ten minute, like five-minute naps were my yeah, favorite. But think like, of I your, needed, but think, like, I would legit fall asleep, in, like, for those five minutes. But in college, <laughs> you, were, you so were probably <laughs> at, like, 50% of your self, maybe less. What? At USD? That shit was fucking hard. Oh, yeah, USD was different. <laughs> yeah, USD was so hard. I feel hard. like you're, but compared to what you are capable of now, I it's think. It's a different type of stress and, like, hardship. It's a yeah, different yeah. type of work ethic. Yeah. Because right now, the work I'm doing, I know that. The amount of effort and the amount of time that I put in is, like, it's just me and you. So if I'm not fucking giving 110%, my business isn't, like, our business is not going to get to the place it needs to get to in a month, two months, three months, four months, whatever. You know what I mean? Even, like, next week, I'm like, okay, if I don't have these videos edited, which I don't right now, <laughs> then, like, I'm not going to get them posted. Yeah, we're launching And them. then tomorrow. Uh, what's tomorrow? Well, Sunday. no. I'm doing it Wednesday, Friday, I think. Mo- not Monday. 
Monday's podcast. Oh, okay. And then Wednesday is either going to be like the fitness video or the food video, and then Friday's. I would be I would ask the people, but they're already going to be up by the time you guys hear this, because we have some cool guests that we're about to put up before this one, so you already will hear them. So whatever. Y'all are going to hear Ashley, plant centered prep, and her husband Nick, and Andy Swanson, and B Swanson. Swanson. Oh, that's his Instagram name. <laughs> and the extra special. Cool, <laughs> If you couldn't hear that, that was Rob Bailey. I know that one's that one's gonna be my favorite podcast of all time until he comes back on. And you guys, anybody who's been listening to our podcast, real okay, we're so off. <laughs> Whatever, just flow. I'm sorry. This happens to us every time we say we're gonna talk about. Something. This is what happens. No, you know what this happens is like oftentimes when we're like we're trying to like think about what we want to talk about, we end up doing this. But, like, when we're, like, there's sometimes I'm, like, I have something that's on my mind and I need to go. And those ones are just, like, they stay full throttle. Yeah. And same with you. Yeah. But tonight, I even posted on my Instagram. I was, like, give me something to talk about. <laughs> but all you motherfuckers who follow me are boring. <laughs> you don't tell me nothing. I only have one loyal friend. And Holly <laughs> sends me sexual jokes. And then I have one loyal friend, Sarah, who always will ask me a question. But I didn't really like your question, Sarah, so I'm not talking about it. <laughs> I will personally respond to she, you. She knows me. So it's fine. <laughs> so is she? Mm-hmm. Like you've met in person? No. So exactly. I mean, like she knows my personality. Oh, okay. though. Like she's she's so I the way I interact with everyone on a complete side note, I uh, I use discernment. So everyone gets a different version of me, and like depending on how you are and how I feel like you'll react and like how I see you talk to me, I go on a scale of like one through ten. One is like the weakest, softest version of me and I'm super vague about everything. Ten is like, fuck you, I'm gonna punch you in the face. She's the person I keep it like an eight and a half. So she like gets like my, like, she's, cause that's how she is, so it's cool. All you one to three people. Like your super sarcastic self is what you mean. Yeah. Like I'm you're like, just like, I'm very sarcastic but also tell the truth. Yeah. Like, like, so she's prepping for a contest right now and she's being a whiny little bitch and I literally told her, <laughs> I like sent her a video of just being like, stop being a bitch and start working out. Something along those lines. And then just, nice. just like, whatever. Like, I don't She's care. like, who the fuck is this No, guy? it's fun. No, but I, I can, know who you're talking I about. Can I, I can tell. I can tell. Yeah. Yeah, she interacts with small seeds. Yeah. So, but I can tell. I have a really great intuition. I can read people. So I can tell who needs to be a one. And yeah. no one has ever made it to a ten, so. What? I'm not a ten? You're a nine and a half. What the hell? <laughs> Are you serious? I dial back. Do you? Yeah, I'm only a 10 to myself. I'm the okay, only one okay. that can handle 10. <laughs> All right, All right. Nobody can handle a number 10, Shane. Nope. You're right. right. You're a little too much for me sometimes. Most, pe- yeah, like, most people can't easy. handle me. I think it's I'm, actually really funny. We are like complete opposites on that scale. So like how you were talking about how you talk like really aggressively oh yeah. <laughs> to yourself. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> how you talk really aggressively to yourself. I'm like an angel to my, I'm like, well, I'll be like, you're being a fucking lazy piece of shit. Like, like I'm definitely like, moments, yeah, yeah. Like but. I'll, I can like be, that's not really aggressive though to me. That's just like me being like stopping. Like I feel like sometimes I need to tell myself that. In my head, that, like, it's aggressive. Like yeah. so, so just like, that's why I say it's aggressive because in my head it's like someone literally like. Let's say, so my, my greatest analogy is like when I'm in the gym mm-hmm. and like I'm lifting, let's say I'm squatting and so, and then like you always know there's two types of people. There's the person in the background like, yeah, you got it. You can do it. And then there's other person like, you better fucking lift that shit. <laughs> that is the voice that's in my head when I talk to myself. So that's what I mean by aggressive. Back to you. So how do you hear your voice? <laughs> 
No, I mean, I feel like I'm usually more on the positive side. I'm more oh, yeah. like the like positive light of like, right. oh, like I always tell myself going into anything, I'm like, yes, you got this. Like, you can do it. You know, everybody's gonna love you. Like, you're so favored. Like, you're gonna know exactly what to say. All this stuff. And like, I don't know. I feel like I speak way more positively to myself, and I'm like. And if it's, like, something, like, for the gym, for example, I will... It depends on, really, what it's the about. Because, like, yeah. I will, yeah. I will be, like... You're that was just my example. Right but that's like, my, you're that's being, like... all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but that's you, like, no matter what the situation is. Right, like, when is. I walk yeah. in... Like, when you were talking about when you walk into a situation, I, like... I'm, I believe the same things you're saying, but in my head is, like... You a have, different voice, you, yeah. Like, you have to win this over. Like, you have to seal this deal. You have to make everyone like you. There is no, like... Everyone's going to like you. It's like, you have to fucking do it. It's like, it's just different in my <laughs> the head. Word, yeah, yeah. No, the wording is yeah. like, yeah. But I can obviously be like a little bit much to myself too. Does it ever hurt you though? What? Talking that way? Yeah. It's my, yeah like. No, I mean, obviously I have my negative self voice, but I do feel like I'm pretty good at detecting when like that negative voice is coming up and I can like shut it down pretty quickly. All right. How do you it, do that? Huh? How do, how do, do I that? shut it down? Yeah. Like... I feel like because I'm usually such a positive person, when like negative, when I'm feeling anxious or like negative or something, I have to like look internally. Like I literally like, I feel like it'd be like as if I like flip myself inside out. Like I just like look inside and I'm like, what's actually like? Why am I actually bothered right now? Like what's actually bothering me? And then like I'd probably say 99 to 100 percent of the time I can get to the root of it, just because I feel like. At this point in my life, and I have not always been this way, but at this point in my life, I have sat with myself alone long enough, and I've gotten to know myself, like, on a really deep level, that literally this pretty much, like, the day something's bothering me, I know why. Like, I know why I'm, like, edgy or moody or whatever, because it's, like, I just know myself so well that it's, like, I can get to the root of it. So. And once I get to the root of it, then I'm, like, okay, my, like, positive self is, like, okay, now how can we, like, change the situation around? Like, how can we look at the situation differently? And then. So, you dig deep, find the root, and then you said you sit in silence. What else? What are other tools that you can use to, like, uh, I don't know what you call it, self-sabotage your negative self-voice? Yes. <laughs> Well, I feel like also I've heard someone talk about it in this way, which I feel I might have talked about this on the podcast before, but is like the way that you talk to yourself, if it was someone, if it was like a person sitting next to you and they were saying those same exact things, like, would you want to be friends with them or would you be like, fuck you to them? Wait, was that Mariella? I don't know. Okay. It might've been, it might've been, I can't remember, I can't remember like, I can't remember where it came from. And maybe it was her talking about that. She was talking about writing things like on a piece of paper, yeah, which yeah. is also a really awesome like idea. Like for people who are really anxious or people who tend to say like negative things to themselves, she was saying is you take that basically that other voice, you write them on one side of the paper. Like maybe your voice tells you like, I'm not going to get this promotion because I don't know what I'm doing in this like position that I'm in right now or whatever it is, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then on the other side of the paper, you bring your, po you bring like your positive self voice in like your true self voice. And you say why all of those negative, that negative self-talk is wrong. And, like, why that's wrong, why you could still get the promotion is because you've been in other positions before where you didn't know what you were doing and you've been able to figure them out. And that's why you can get a promotion into a job that you don't know all of the job details. Something like that. I mean, at some point, every job you've ever done, you've never known. Yeah, exactly. 
And you can be as good at a job as you want to be at it by putting in the work or by like learning more on your own. So talk, so, you know, when I first met you, you used music for coping a lot. And then you transitioned to silence. How much, how much of that do you like a credit towards being like internally like secure? Why are you laughing? Well, no, I'm laughing because before I was, I've always been like, what I used to do is yes, I did used to definitely use music to like turn off the emotions. And like, that was my way of turning off my emotions. But I also used to literally like look at myself in the mirror, like right in the eyes and be like, you better fucking get your shit together. Like I used to be like, you are fun. I literally like, if I, this is so whack, but like when you're in high school, if you're upset about like you and your boyfriend getting in a fight or something, like I would, I had a hard time like really like crying and getting emotional. So I would just get angry and so I would literally look at myself in the beer and be like, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Like, not actually handling your problem. Not handling just it. Just suppressing. shoving it down. Yeah, and being like, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Until I, looking at myself in the eyes, believed myself who was telling me. Like, basically, I was, like, speaking to myself, being mm-hmm. like, you're fine. And then myself was, like, believing what I was saying. So I was, like, shoving down whatever the real problems were. But, yeah, then Shane was like, oh. Once I, like, came in a relationship with you, he, he would be like, we're not going to listen to music. Like, you need to, like, tell me what's really wrong. And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of people but are like, someone, that's why I think it's important. Yeah. I feel like it was really good that you forced me to, like, stop. Like, basically forced me to dig deeper. Because I feel like I would still be, I would still be, like, very angry, in a sense, about certain things. Or I just wouldn't know how to emotionally deal with things. Like, I wouldn't know myself to the level I know myself now if I had never dug deeper. And have never figured out what the root of certain problems in my life were. Like, whether they stemmed from past relationships or, like, friendships or, like, childhood or whatever it is. It's like, if you're constantly shoving those feelings away, first of all, one day they're all going to come back up. And you're not going to know how to deal with them again because you've never dealt with them. So all you're going to do is get, like, explosively angry or, like, sobbing, crying And then you're just going to suppress them all over again because you've never learned how to deal with them. So I feel like you have to, like, open, like, I don't know if this will make sense, but basically open the book one page at a time and really, like, go through each page of yourself and find what the root of anything is. An onion's a good analogy. Yeah. you got to peel each layer. You're going to cry. You're going to cry some more. You're going to (laughs) cry. By the time you get to the bottom, you're just going to be in a lake of tears. But then it's gone. It's over with. And I feel like when you can dig deep and, and when you know yourself that well, things don't affect you like they, like things say, don't affect you in that Your problems way. are affecting you. They're showing up in your everyday life. You just don't realize it. You're snappy. You have, you have road rage. You like have weird, spontaneous fights with your friends or your spouse. Like, you know, maybe you slam shit like, you know, cabinets or doors. Like, or you're very, like, negative and pessimistic towards yourself. And or you, you suddenly unworthy. give, like, a silent treatment and nobody knows, like, why. Right. You know, like those I got no friends because like, you ghost me in like, <laughs> yeah. three weeks. But I feel like knowing yourself and being able to get... That kind of, kind of ties back into what I was going to talk about today. This like, is like, actually yeah, like, the way you talk to yourself. Because if you can recognize when you're when your negative voice is coming in, you can shut it down immediately, basically. You can be like, no, this that's not true. This situation actually is not bad. This is why the situation is positive in this way. 
boom, done. And that's what I do do. Like, when shit happens and shit comes up, I, like, first of all, if it has to do with me and someone else, like, if, say, like, we're fighting and, like, you're saying things and I'm, I'm getting upset, I, like, will take a step back and be like, okay, I try to look at it from your perspective and be like, okay, how does he really feel? Like, how am I projecting myself to him? Like, what words am I using? You know, like, how's my body language? Maybe, like, the way I came off was really, like, angry, but I wasn't trying to be angry, so now he's being defensive or whatever it is. So, first of all, looking at the other person and being like, where are their, where's their head at? Like, what type of issues are they dealing with? And knowing that every person is dealing with their own shit. Like, something could have fucking upset you or upset you earlier that has nothing to do with me and now you're snapping on me. And I need to be able to know myself well enough to be like, it has nothing to do with me. And I'm going to, like, try to be there and be like, okay, like, that's fine. You know what I mean? One of the best lessons to ever learn is nothing is personal. Nothing ever in this a million years is personal. Even if someone is personally attacking you, it actually has nothing to do with you. It's like something that they feel they need to do to feel better for themselves. Nothing in this world is ever personal. I know. That's like my number one thing. I'm like, if I can teach anything to Opal, let it be that. Yeah. <laughs> because if you can learn that at a young age, if you can understand that from childhood, like I cannot imagine where you can go in life. Yeah. People are who they are because they choose to be that way and it literally has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And typically, what someone is saying to you, it's like they're using you as a mirror, and they're yeah. just they're, they're projecting. Reflect- a, yeah, exactly. They're, they're projecting. Yeah, exactly. Usually, always. So, are, so a couple. When I don't consciously know something's wrong, there's always two. There's always two things that always make me know that uh, like something's bothering me. I'm not okay. One, I can't sit still when like I get my eyebrows done or my hair done. Like, so I can meditate. I feel like I can meditate through pain very well. So when I get my eyebrows done, because we go threading, <laughs> and when it when it when I can't sit still, like when like something, so like if I feel like I need to twitch, I know something's bothering me that I can't, that I haven't processed through because I can't focus on mm-hmm. like it's hard to explain my feeling I guess, but like you know some people like shake their leg or like something you like that. You can like channel your energy. Yeah. So yeah. normally I can like, or like when you get a massage, I can like just like go into myself and just be, like be really still. And kind of, like, not feel the pain of the process. Mm-hmm. But when something's bothering me, I overly feel the pain. And then I feel like I need to, like, release it. Mm-hmm. That's one trigger. And the second trigger is I, I have a hard time sitting in silence. Which it's... And we're almost... It's almost never silent in our house. <laughs> It'll be something like a car ride. Like, I'll be like, I want to listen to music. Like, an ab... Like, I always try... I always listen to things. Yeah, yeah. But it would be, like, an abnormal... Or, like, when I take a shower, I'm like, I'm going to put on, like, music. I'm like, I don't, I take a five-minute shower. Like, I don't need to do that. Mm -hmm. So, when I feel like I need to do that, I'm like, so, I recognize that I'm trying to not process something in my mind. And then what do you do? Then Then I force myself to sit in silence. Action's always my answer. Like, I'll... You know, when, and when it's like, if I'm getting my eyebrows done and I feel like I can't sit, I don't, and when it's over, I'm like, okay. Like, I just tell myself the same thing. I'm like, what's going on? And then I force myself to sit with it until I reveal it. And then after that is, like, the most important step because then you have to fucking fix it. Yeah. And no one does that part. No one. Where did you learn to do Have you always been like that? Or do you feel like you suppressed a lot of stuff? when you were younger and then do you think prison like being forced to be in silence is what actually like taught you to like dig deeper and like learn your triggers or learn 
that's why a, you were the way you were. You know what I mean? I know. That's a very, that's a good question because I think about the time I've always been a person who's very quiet and I feel like I've always been able to handle and process almost everything all the time. But like I used to be, I used to have like, mm, I so I used to be like really insecure and suffer with like jealousy and it, and it would cause me to like explode very often. And that I actually got rid of when I was in prison. And that was being forced to, that was just like, you have no choice but to be by yourself. Uh, you mean just like in relationships or yeah, like in, in friendships in, or just anything you mean? No, I didn't care about friendships. No, in relationships. I'd be like really, I'm trying to think of like, because I've always, I've always had the ability to be like, just like you in your mirror and like turn it off. Like I think I've always very much had the ability to be cold. And that on an outward, like, if I try, I try to think about it on an outward level, it makes me seem very calm mm-hmm. and, like, conscious. And I can make decisions and it's, and it's real, but I don't know. I couldn't, I, I, like, I couldn't go back to, like, my 15-year-old mind and think, like, did you process it or did you bury did it? Did you shut it off? Yeah. And I'm like, but I feel like when I, when I shut it off, it goes away. Like, it doesn't stay internally. But there was something that was, like, I used to be, like, abnormally jealous that bothered me. But I was also, that was a very big part of our environment where we were from. Um, I mean, I feel like jealousy is something that everybody struggles with no matter where you are. Right. Like, on an immature relationship level. Until you, or maybe it's for a reason and if that person has done something that's like disloyal or has done something that is mistrusting, then you either need to decide, like, now I'm going to trust this person again or you need to get out of the relationship. Like, yeah. Because I feel like living, like, living in jealousy is not, you're never going to be happy in a relationship. I agree. But I think that was like, so but when I went to prison, I think prison taught me, prison probably where I learned best to channel everything. Like, so to process it before, I would just turn it. I don't know if I got rid of it. I don't know if it, I expelled it or kept it internally. I have no idea. Because I don't, I have like a weird thing with my mind, guys. So, <laughs> like, I I had, like, brain damage when I was younger, and, and like, I think because of that, my mind processes things very differently. Um, yeah. Anyway, so it's hard It's hard to know. I, like, couldn't really tell you. And I, like, I have, I often can't remember many things from, like, if it's five years ago, I, I often don't remember it. Uh, so it's, like, I can't think about when I, I'm 30 now, so I can't think about, like, when I was 20, before, like, that was the year I went to prison... I have no idea what I did with my emotions. All I can remember is, like, some of the actions that I did, mm-hmm. but not really what I was feeling. But anyway, but prison taught me the tools of, like, figuring out what actually drives me, which before I didn't know. I thought it was, like, I had, like, external goals that I always wanted, and and I had ways that I thought I should get there, but, like, prison made me realize what I really wanted. So I think I think... Yeah, it's tough because I was—I really was alone a lot when I was younger too. I don't think it has anything to do with being alone. I think it has to do with the way you process be, things. Because I, I was alone a lot too, but I was alone a lot too. Like, you? no, I really I feel was. Like you were never alone. I was. I have always liked being a like. I have always needed time to be alone. I've always been like. But that. I also meant like in a zero support fashion. Like I didn't have like when I went home, there was no like I couldn't. I had to figure out everything by myself. Yeah. Since. As long as I can remember. I didn't have anyone that could help me. 
but I mean, I feel like I've always been very internal. Like, you know, my oh, parents yeah. always said, like, I never talked to them about anything. And there was certain things that, like, I could talk about with my friends. But, like, there was also certain things I just kept into myself. And okay. those were the things that I, like, sh- like, I felt like if I could maybe talk about them. But then I feel like also, and I've known this from a young age, that when, typically if I talk about something, I know it's going to get brought up later on in my once I'm over the topic, it's going to get brought up again. Yeah, and I'm like, do like I, and I'm like, do I want to like, do I want this to be brought up again? And if the answer is no, cause I know I'm going to be over it in an hour from now, I typically don't talk about it with someone. If the answer is like, yeah, I'm still gonna be fucking pissed off. And I am going to like thrive this drop. I'm like, I'm going to like honestly, that, which is never when you're younger, I would do that a lot more. Now I'm way more cautious of like, this is clearly drama and now, I'm not going to talk about it. But like, like that, I'm like, wow, it's so out of character for you. I think it's very bizarre. And I'm like, what's really wrong with you? Yeah. Cause That's I feel like it's like, not whatever's going on that you're like, being bothered about, I'm like, I'm like, something's wrong. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, typically, then I'll be like, okay. But when I was younger, there was definitely like some drama that I would be like, okay, I'm gonna keep this going. <laughs> but then there was some when I was younger that I would be like, I'm, I'm not even gonna bring this up. Like, things like you and your boyfriend break up at night, and you know you're gonna be together in the morning. Like that's dumb shit. I'm definitely not texting my best. I'm definitely like not texting Tay like... and being like, hey, me and whoever just broke up. Like knowing the next day is even at school we're gonna get back together or like, like people things who like post that. memes on social media better value your woman yeah or people who fucking go on facebook because facebook was a thing when i was in high school and would go yeah. single and then the next day back in a relationship all right you're seriously embarrassing i hate the people who put like backhanded shit on social media because they're going through a personal problem <laughs> yeah. i'm like shut the fuck up and just work on it like you just make yourself look I'm bad like, like don't do that shit i know i can always i always know when people are going through shit because they do that everybody does that and, and i refuse like, to engage to, yeah even when people message me and, and they're like, hey, how are you today? And I'm like, I know it's just because they want me to ask that. <laughs> and then when I do it, they're like, they're like, I'm doing well. I'm just having a hard time. I don't even fucking message them back. I'm like, don't bother me with that dumb shit. Like, don't come searching for me for me to feel bad for you. I don't give a fuck. Now, if you message me and you're like, hey, I'm going through this. I have a problem. I need help. 100%. I'll give you the answer. And if you don't do it, I'll never give you the answer again. And I'll never respond to you. I hate it. It makes me so mad. Okay, back back to the point of the topic. So, self-belief, talk, and then what you do to find it. Now, what do we now how what do you do to get rid of it or replace it? That's really more of replacing. You never get rid of talk. Talk is always there. It's always in your mind. Your mind processes like 70,000 thoughts a day, and we only control 4% of them, which is outrageous. So, you need to really make sure that 4% is strong. So, we talked about when, when they occur, how we realize they occur, getting to the root. Now, what do you do to make sure they stay out and you stay strong? Oh, I mean, I feel like personally, once I've been able to deal with whatever the issue is once, then if that comes up again, my like positive, like my real self voice takes it over right away. Like I don't even let that negative voice come up again. Like, yeah, it's like, I already it. have the answer, so when it comes, the answer's there. It's Got not it. like I have to find the answer, you know, so versus it's, like... It's really just finding the root. Yeah, it's finding... That's what I mean. Like, I feel like... And this is for so, anything. Like, to be really true to yourself and show up for yourself and be... And, like, take care of yourself, whether that, like, on all levels, physically, mentally, spiritually, you need to know you need to know yourself the best like I need to know myself even better than you know me than my mom knows me than my, you know what I mean like right. I need to know myself best 
And I'm also going, going to be a better wife, a better mother, a better friend if I know myself best. Because I'm not going to be snappy towards you. Or if I am, I'm like, hey, warning, I'm working through this today. I apologize in advance. And this is something Shane and I do do to each other. We'll tell each other, like, hey. But that's not an excuse to be a bitch. No, it's that's not. Like, it's like, no, but some people are like that. They're like, ugh, I'm just in a mood. And I'm like, then shut the fuck up. Like, if you know you're in a mood, then stay, like, back up 10 feet. Yeah. Like, don't engage in conversation. Yeah. Don't, like, don't try to interject. Like, process your shit and don't take it out. It's, like, completely different. So if I was, like, same thing. If I was, like, whatever, something's really bothering me and I'm angry and I'm more quiet than normal, I just tell Holly. But she lets me be more quiet. And I don't, it's I don't not want like, what's I don't wrong? Want to, what's right, wrong? I don't want what's to get wrong? people yeah. confused because like a lot of people are like, have an excuse. According, I had a bad day at work, and they take it out on their husband or their wife, and then they know they're like fully conscious it has nothing to do with them, but yet they use that excuse to take it out on them. Yeah. and I don't want people to think that's what we're talking. No, about. no, no. And yeah, that's not what I mean. And what I and even if that was the case, it's like if you did have a bad day at work, <laughs> you come home to your husband, you say, "Hey, I had a really bad day at work. I apologize." If I'm fe- if I'm being moody towards you or if I'm taking out on you, right? Before you even have any conversation, yes. yeah. so that like so literally the second know. you walk in the door, you say that so that one they know okay she's a little bit more sensitive tonight. Let me be careful. Like maybe you'll do something extra night. Like maybe you don't usually wash the dishes, but you'll be like you know what I know you didn't have a great day. I'm gonna wash the dishes or whatever it is. Or maybe like for Shane specifically, he needs like so he needs like his quiet time. So I don't harass him and ask him what's wrong. Like. I know he has to work out his own shit and figure it out, so I let him yep. do I, that. And like, I usually go to bed. I usually, like, Holly will go upstairs to bed before me, and I won't go. Because, like, being in solitude helps me process my things. And she's cool with it. Like, she's not like, oh, I gotta go to bed by myself, and you're gonna stay downstairs. Those motherfuckers only care about themselves. <laughs> like, don't be with those people. You need to leave them. Because you need to be able to take care of yourself. Like, you need to be your number one support system. You need to be, like, your number one cheerleader, and you need to be able to recognize what you need to do to be your best self. Yeah, and don't surround yourself with people who do the opposite. It makes me mad. Like, I hate when people are in relationships like that. Like, let's say, like, there's two people, and they're, like, average normal, and one's, like, starts getting healthier and fixes their nutrition, and then they're, like, start going to the gym while the other one's doing nothing. And then next thing you know, they're like, ugh, you're going to the gym again tonight? And he's like, yeah, because I love myself and I want to look good. And they're like, ugh. You just want to take selfies with the gram. <laughs> those people, fuck those people. Also, someone should make that into a soundbite because it's hilarious. <laughs> but it's true. I don't like those people. Anyway. All right. So, but I think back to what you were saying about when you have a bad day and you come home and you like talk about it. I think that's why it's also important to have physical uh, outlets that you can do. And not physical. Physical is the wrong word. External outlets to help you calm down. So like Holly just said. I have alone time. Like that's what that's what I need. I need silence and I need to and I need to work through it. And then I typically really just need to be alone. So it's not it's not even just silence with like other people around. I process things by myself. Because like and also I have a very powerful energy. Like I like I radiate a lot. So when I'm processing, I usually seem very dark and cold and people t- usually take that as like hostile Mm -hmm. because I am, I'm having a war internally, Mm -hmm. but like it's radiating externally. So like I need to be alone when I go through that phase. Otherwise it affects everyone. I don't know what Holly's thing is. So, but no, I, no, I was going to say, I feel like I usually need to be alone too, but for me, it's like, I'm usually doing something, whether it's like 
I take Sunny. And this is the thing, like, or, like, I go outside, I sit on the swing, or I take Sunny on a walk. But, like, just Sunny, not Oval and Sunny, because it's not relaxing. <laughs> or, like, you know, like, or I take a bath. Like, I feel like I need to be, like, alone and, like, whether it's, like, in nature or... And I mean, like, go outside when it's, like, nice out, not, like, yeah. when I'm cold. Not uncomfortable. I want to be comfortable. I don't know. Sometimes when I go out and it's, like, 55 degrees, I feel so great. Like, when it feels like See, fall. not for me, though. But fall makes me happy. Yeah. That's what, so that's what I mean. Usually it's something external. Mine's, like, actually sitting and doing nothing. And then other people, like, Holly, she's, like, she wants to take a bath. She wants to stay on a swing. She wants to go on a walk, something active. And, like, some people run for mental yeah. clarity. Some people work out. Now, if you work out when you're angry, that's not a fucking outlet. Don't do that shit. That's how you get hurt. Like, I don't like it. Working out should not be an ang- should not be therapeutic for anger. Like, and neither should, like, you shouldn't be punching a punching bag for anger. Like, that teaches you violence is the cure, and violence is never the cure. So, but, like, you know, some people do yoga. Things that involve, usually things that calm you down or involve slow movements that take a lot of thoughtfulness. Working out usually is not that. There are some people who do, who do that. Working out is my active meditation. I am not angry when I work out. I do not work out when I'm angry, and working out does not make me less angry. It makes me calm, and that's why I love working out. Yeah, like no, I, but I think like a lot a, of people work out because they're angry, and that's that's scary and dangerous, and that doesn't solve problems because all that teaches you when you get angry is you have to go like do something. Be or, aggressive, right? You have, yeah, you have to go do something external that takes a lot of power and force. Versus like if you meditate, if you like sit and meditate, or you read a book, or like you listen to. Like listening to not music that involves no words. Yeah. Because you don't want someone else does it. Because that causes you to think differently and not and words put thoughts in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, like things like that are great sources where you can like calm yourself down. Because I was trying to add like the physical aspect to it. Like we discovered like the reason why. And usually practicing that before you have bad days keeps you from having bad days. Exactly. So like I, Holly and I both work out every morning pretty much no matter what. Like, and if, if I'm physically unwell, like if I'm like, my, I'm never too sore to work out. That's not a real fucking thing. People who are too sore to work out, you're a bunch of bitches. That's me. Bitches. <laughs> um, but if I'm like sick, if I'm sick or the day before I didn't drink enough water and eat enough food and I can feel my body's very, very weak, like I'm like kind of like shaky, I just do cardio. Mm-hmm. I'll do 45 yeah, minutes same. of cardio. But it's not because my muscles are sore. No, it's yeah. because I didn't nourish myself enough the day before. It's like it's, you go out there different. and you know you're... People like, oh, I can't, like, my chest hurts. I can't really do upper body. My quads hurt. I can't do anything. Right yeah, but you still worked out. I know. That's <laughs> different. But, like, when you don't nourish yourself and you know that you're weak and working out will hurt you, you do some cardio. Or, like, people who like yoga. People like to meditate. People who like to run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, do a turtle walk. Like, just move still. Um, but if you do that regularly on a daily basis, whatever is what causes whatever helps you remain calm not fights anger remains calm because I, ugh, that's just like such a common like misconception in fitness and it like really bothers me um if you do it on a regular basis you will become mentally stronger and you will stay mentally strong and creating that foundation for yourself and also knowing how to like how to let the people around you know like what's what's going on with you that sets you up for that that sets you up for success like in case you are dealing with something or going through something you know that there are steps in place to make sure that everybody around you knows that and you're not coming off 
in a certain way or people don't think it has anything to do with them or people aren't fucking harassing you like what's the matter what's the matter and you're like all right fuck off it's something for me like <laughs> yeah holly never asked me what's the matter and i and also like everyone knows i'm very particular who i associate with anyone who would do that to me would get cut off instantly but no one around me does that to me i also i also choose my the people around me very selectively and if that's your personality type that ain't you <laughs> <laughs> but like, but back to what Holly's saying. So we all have, we all, Holly and I both have systems in place to make sure that we remain mentally focused, which is calm. You have to to be focused. You need to be calm. Like, and I think people always miss that completely. Like, it, like pure state of focus is actually like almost like serenity. Yeah, and but that also goes back to like really showing up for yourself, which means knowing yourself. Right. So. And so, like, so back to what I was saying, like, having a system in place, if I have, like, three, four, five bad workouts in a row, I'm super edgy and I feel like shit. But Holly knows. I just tell Holly, like, I've had bad workouts since Tuesday. And she's like, oh, that's why you're a fucking dick right now. <laughs> but, and then she knows it's not personal. So, it's kind of nice. Um, to Like, just to reinforce having these things in place and that people know about them. And then... And they don't take it personal. Like, right. it can't be, like... If you're telling someone I'm working through something, so I need to be like left alone, they can't be like, oh, upset and thinking like, oh, he's mad at me or she's mad at me or blah, blah, or whatever. Like they need to know you well enough that like in order for you to be there for them, you need to take care of yourself. Yeah. That's like, it's so weird because I know that shit, that people like that exist because I used to have them in, I used to know them in my life when I couldn't choose the people in my life as well. But like, it's so foreign to me. Like that just makes me sick to think about like that people still do that i'm like you're selfish it is you're so selfish it is selfish like, the world doesn't revolve around you damn <laughs> get out of here so yeah so we so phys- some type of activity and i know we're going i want to wrap this up soon but i also wanted to say the reason why it's important for you to show up for yourself and for you to be your most authentic self to yourself is because when you're showing up for yourself and being true to yourself and reflecting that, you are showing other people, like you're giving other people hope or you're giving other people inspiration or motivation or whatever it is just by being yourself. Nah, fuck other people. I'm just saying, like, I'm just kidding. when you show up for yourself and you're being like your I'm real just self. You know, my number one goal, literally, like, my number one goal in my whole entire life is to inspire like everyone around me that they can do whatever they want in their yeah. life that is good for you so i was just kidding by being like no fuck i was being sarcastic <laughs> but you took it serious no i didn't i'm just saying like it's no it's very true like i don't consciously think about this and it's not what really drives me necessarily but i never really think um about the people that i affect on a day-to-day basis there are people that I mentor, and I do think about them, like specifically mentor them, mm-hmm. but like I, everyone I encounter is usually affected by me because I'm always in this state. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really know what we should name this state. The shame state. No. Even though the that's state nice. of shame. The state <laughs> of shame. Um, but like, and then usually I'll find out weeks, months, sometimes years later, like when, I, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but there was, like, a person, the last yeah, couple of ran. Yeah, we did Yeah, so, it, yeah. years later, he messaged me, and, and he was like, I find, like, everything you've taught me from our, literally, I spent a week with him, maybe, mm-hmm. and we had 30-minute conversations, 
three or four times a day, just like throughout the day casually. Just like things that I do with people now, like I just do it through social media usually. And he messaged me years later uh, saying that he finally, he like finally is learning lessons from them and how it dramatically changed his life. But like even somebody, I remember this homeless person, uh, I was in the Vons parking lot back in San Diego where Vons existed. And like, <laughs> they just like try to scheme you for money all the time. And like, I just, I like go with my gut. Sometimes I don't give them money and sometimes I do. And there was just this person. Uh, your gut is intuition, by the way. Colleen and I were just talking about this the other day. But there was this person who like came and gave me this blah, 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 blah story. And I, and I gave her 20 bucks. And I was like, and then she was like trying to like keep the story going. And I was like, you know what? I just want to see you happy. And literally she cried. Like straight in front of me, just cried. And was just like, thank you so much and walked away. But I'm like, I bet you I changed that whole person's life. Because like I showed her one person just cares about you. And like I didn't really care about her on a personal level. But I care about everybody on the same level. If you're not a scumbag piece of shit, I want to see you succeed. And if you are a scumbag piece of shit, I want to tell you you're a scumbag piece of shit, make you realize it, so you stop being it, and then I want to see you succeed. <laughs> You've actually done that another time before where someone was trying to ask you for a train ticket or something, or like money, like $5 for like a train ticket or something. Yeah. You, remember, you probably, do you remember this? No. Well, you did that like another time too. I know you're, I know that woman you're talking about. Dude. Was I, I think I was at Von's with you, maybe you told me that story, because I, I remember, maybe. I re- very specifically remember that. She, she was like saying she was getting abused by her husband or something. Was it that woman? Oh, I remember that woman too. Oh no, no it wasn't that woman. woman. Oh, okay. Um, but you did that to a guy who was like in the, and he was like trying to tell you this whole elaborate story and you were just like, listen, whether you use this for like the train ticket or not, I'm going to, and you gave him like, yeah, I feel like you gave him like $20 or. Back when, so when I have this, it's not about the money. It's about like the percentage I give. So back then I made a lot of money. So I gave a lot of money away. Like, and when I make more money again, I'll give more money away because mm-hmm. like, I understand that people see it as a way that they value themselves, like, when you're starting off or when you're in a low position, that means a lot. But, yeah, I used to give, like, I'd give, like, ridiculous, because I'd carry a lot of cash with me. You gave a $50 bill before, I remember that. You were like, ooh, I thought that was a 20, but you still gave it to him. I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> if I pull it out, it's there. It's, it's like, yeah, meant to be. Like, I just really believe, and I and I bet you it changes their life. Like, because I think it changes their life just because they realize that somebody they're cares. somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think usually when you're in that point, you just forget that you are a person that matters. But... I just remember that one story that woman crying because I like could feel I could like just like feel her like the breakdown and like the realization I just feel like I could see it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but yeah, I do weird shit like that. Don't ask me for money because I'm gonna fucking give you. Because <laughs> um, right now I don't listen, have any. You listen to the previous I like episode. to help. I help the broken people. Amen. That's, that's what I do. Anyway, well, amen. Wait, All don't right, turn this off. Or we we didn't. We even gotta ra- we gotta wrap about. it because it's getting. I forget what we were talking about now. No, it's just how it affects other people. Like, when you show up for yourself, that affects other people. Right. Everyone. Small conversations. The book I just posted about. Half the book is written about shit that I actually talked about and had conversations with. And it's just, like, that kind of amazes me. Or, like, you know, our friend Tyler, who is a small seed addict. He always wears our shirts. Shout out to Tyler. He's the reason you all got cherry. (laughs) Chocolate Chocolate cherry. cherry. He was, like, he was just telling me about, like, his life a little bit and what he wants to do. And I was like, hey, you should like just off super offhandedly. I'm like, you should you should approach this and try this. And it was and then weeks later, he messaged me weeks, weeks later. He messaged me. He was like, hey, I had I had to talk with the owner and he's going to let me he's going to let me try doing this. And I'm just like, that's me. And it was like an offhanded like Mm -hmm. it took me three seconds to write about it. I never thought about it again. But because I don't know. Yeah. Right. But it was like because I'm in this state and I'm not in like a. If I was a normal person, I probably, probably would have been like, you're right, fuck work, you should yeah. quit. Yeah. Like, 
find somewhere that makes you happy. Or like, or, find or that, the that reverse. I hate, the right I hate my job too. Like, but no, because I'm in this state. He wasn't complaining about his job, guys. He was saying that he wanted more fulfillment. It's different. Just pure clarity. <laughs> <laughs> um, just in case. Because some of you might know who he is. But because I'm like always in this, like I'm not always in this state. It's not. It's like something I used to always be in, but I'm like getting back into it. It's very, it's very something that you master and it's built on momentum. So the more you can do it, the better you are. But anyway, because I'm always in that state, I have the ability to reply to everyone like how, like what I feel like they need to hear and not what I want to say. It's completely different. But I can only do that when I'm in like that pure focus serenity state. Anyway, that's why it's important to be physically fit because you're healthy, eat a nutritious diet, because you're healthy and spend time inside your mind so you can be mentally healthy and if you have some kind of faith system, spend time in that just or whatever makes you happy. The end. Peace.